This is David Reed Watson with Rock the Talk, a.k.a. Walk Your Talk. Join myself and Cat Critter every Tuesday evening, 10 p.m. BST, 5 p.m. EST, 2 p.m. PST, right here on FirebrandRadio.online. We are Firebrand Radio Online. Welcome to another episode of Rock the Talk, a.k.a. Walk Your Talk with Cat and Dave. We have quite a show for you because it's all about endings right now, isn't it? Yes. So we're going to, uh, we'll be back in a moment. We're going to let this song play through and then we'll come back and talk to you. Right on? Right on.
This is the end Beautiful friend This is the end My only friend The end It hurts to set you free But you'll never follow Back to Rock the Talk with Dave and Kat. Yeah. Yeah. The end. <laughs> Do you remember Apocalypse Now? Parts of it, yeah. Yeah. This is <clears throat> when they played this and Marlon Brando is all freaked out and it's just, it's madness. And it's kind of, kind of reminds me of where we're at right now. Yes, indeed. So, you know, we're talking about endings here. Um, There's a whole bunch of endings happening right now. Uh, First and foremost, I'd like to say and thank Rick Palin from Firebrand Radio for allowing us to broadcast on his radio station. This will be our last transmission on this radio station. He's shutting it down and, you know, um, you know, 50 I forget the number. It's 50,000 businesses here in the United States have gone under. Um, Rick's over in the UK. And, you know, COVID has made it very, very difficult for anybody to stay in business. Um, You know, I think we're starting to realize that the the weighing... We're in the third wave right now. From what they say, we're in the third wave of this uh, a lot of astrologers that we listen to Kat and I did <clears throat> a complete overdose yesterday on information just watching these documentaries and listening to astrologers and trying to get some clarity on what is going on right now and um, she's kind of the voice of reason so I'm going to let her go ahead and and say what she has to say because it's some pretty important stuff well just uh, what I want to say of course Thank you to Rick uh, about the end of the show is that, um, you know, when it was announced, I I didn't get too bent out of shape. And you know why? Because this year has just been all about change. And when you get used to change, when things change, you you're more adaptable. So I wasn't upset. I was like, okay, okay, this is going to change. And Mm -hmm. what I kind of feel like is. I always feel like, you know, okay, so a door is closing and that means another one will open and, and we're already working on that. It's like, it's, it's like, it's, it's very fluid. And so, you know, change is inevitable. Endings are inevitable. And in the, um, famous little words of semi-sonic of Minnesota, every new beginning comes from some other beginnings. end. I got, I I can't wait to meet these people. (laughs) 
And, um, you know, and this is one of those. Every, you know, new beginning that we have comes from the end of something, something good. But something good comes from something. It does. So, it does. So I'm appreciative and thrilled that we've been, you know, we've had fun here with Firebrand Radio. Um, but we're going to continue it and it'll just be on a different platform. Yeah. So for the meantime, um, for those people listening, you're probably listening because you've found the information. Um, otherwise, this is a moot point. <laughs> you can go to my personal website, davidreedwatson.com, and I've got a drop-down menu there that says Rock the Talk, and it's got all of our shows in their archives. So you can go ahead, go, go ahead and listen to them. Um, I don't know when we'll be on next besides this Tuesday coming up, but I'm pretty sure it'll, you know, something will pop up. You'll be the first to know. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you will. Um, Yeah, we'll keep all of our social media stuff intact. Um, If there's, do do you have something more to say? Uh, If not, I want to... not about not about the show. No, I'm I'm okay. you know what? I'm excited. This is, you know, the show's going to be great and yeah. whatever we do next is going to be great. I agree. I agree. We watched a documentary, a series of documentaries. There are eight parts to this documentary. Um the third one we just watched and then the you, if you want to watch these, they're free and it's on a website called Time of the Sixth Sun. And what that means is um, Native American prophecy. Um, it's probably more than just American Native Americans. It's, it, uh, you know, South South America. Aboriginal people. Aboriginal people. The, um, they have a prophecy. It's, it's mainly the Hopi that I know about. The Hopi Indians said that we've been, we've gone through five lifetimes here on this planet. Um, each one being about 5,200 years. So every 5,200 years, we go through a different cycle. We do through. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that the world ends or anything like that. We just go through this transformation. Um, I believe, and this is this is my own personal belief, that you know at, when everybody was doing the doomsday thing, December 21st, 2012. I think we all thought that that was the big time for transformation. But, you know, in a whole timeline, if you look at the Mayan calendar, it was tens of thousands of years, you know, and they could have been off by a few years. And we're talking only eight years after 2012. And uh, another thing Kat and I were talking about is calendars used to go by the cycle of the moon of the moon mm-hmm. uh, women's menstrual cycles and it was a more natural way with measure time measurement right so that now since we've transformed to a you know the gregorian calendar which in is, 1752 which the mayans didn't know that we were going to change up change it up to 12 months instead of 13 months in a year if you will which is a full cycle in 1752 isn't that long ago no so, you know, add add a month on to 1752, you know, we're looking 18, 19, 200 and some years, 250 years-ish. 
get us right to about now. Right to right about now. Um, Astrologers are talking about massive changes. They're watching the planetary line alignment. And and I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you, I don't know a lot about astrology. I have followed it a lot. And I've watched predictions from astrologers and looked past on on what they've said in in the past. And they always seem to have the right information. They're they're not like, um, um, you know, how people that just predict things. uh, What do you what do you call them? (laughs) Like uh, just psychics. Yes, like psychics or something like that. This is more of uh, this is a measured science yeah with the planets and the how they line up and how right. they how it's all cyclical um, mm-hmm. and what happens during the different cycles and so with the amount of years of of astrology they've been able to look back at different times and go okay boom boom this happened during this time how does that coincide with how many times does that happen like we the one thing that stuck out about um one of the astrologers that we watched, Kaipacha, mm-hmm. was that every 20 years, this same kind of Aries formation, Aries Scorpio formation kind of happens. And when it lands on a presidential year, usually there's an assassination or assassination attempt. Um you know that that struck and and we've been able to look back throughout history at that and go oh yeah that happened during this alignment oh that happened during this alignment all that being said besides all that besides that this being a 20 year the last time was 2000 where we had the disruption with the chads remember Mm -hmm. it was uh al gore and bush yeah. Um, there was a whole Chad thing, and we didn't know who was president. We didn't know what was going to happen. So the same thing is going on right now. Wherever that power lands is where it lands, and, and we'll we'll all you know we will, like you said, with the change. <laughs> it's, yeah, we'll we'll live with it, whatever well, it ends yeah. up being. And to add to that, um, you know, this is the end of an age. I mean, we are leaving the age of Pisces, which is, it's again, I'm not an astrology expert like you, but I, I, but there's, um, you know, there's a overriding um, sign that corresponds with planets and that the planet that is associated with Pisces is moving out of alignment and now um, the planet of uh, Aquarius, which is lined up with a planet is going to be taking over and that age is you know is the one that's that's generated songs of praise crazy you know age of aquarius you know this is hippie the love the hippie love aquarius which yeah which happened in you know they started looking at this at the you know late 50s early 60s into the 60s into the 70s and from what i've read with astrologers is this could you know, when you go from one age to another, you know, I think that, I, you know, we're talking a, a millennia, right? Is, mm-hmm. that, is that So 2000 years ish. So it's going to take some time. I mean, it's not like, OK, Pisces ends, Aquarius begins right now. No, it, there's an overlap. 
So the turmoil during the overlap is what we're experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. And what we've been experiencing probably for the last 20 years or more. Sure. You know, so 9-11 was when? 1991? Was it? Or 2001? 2001. 2000, yeah. So 2021 will be 20 years. Mm-hmm. So we're... You know, we're, we're looking at that and going, okay. So we've been in turmoil during this overlap. And it is what it is. So if if, if Hopi prophecy is correct, if um, Sue prophecy is correct, um, I want to read this one thing that, that we saw from the documentary. And it's, this is a Native American prophecy. So when the earth has been ravaged and the animals are dying... A tribe of people from all races, creeds, and colors will put their faith in deeds, not words, to make the land green again. They will be called warriors of the rainbow, protectors of the environment. Now, I want to also touch on another... I don't want to overwhelm you all with documentaries or whatnot. Um, I'm a documentary freak. Um, There is a new documentary out there besides this time of the sixth sun that we watched. But it's um, it struck me because I, I, I'm a big Woody Harrelson fan. And Woody Harrelson narrates this um, other documentary called Kiss the Ground. And it, it's, it's just recently released. So in Kiss the Ground, they talk about these new ways of tilling the soil. They say uh, this, this one guy went back in time to... Um, back... Oh, God. Sorry. Forgive me. Um, back when he, he looked up old manuscript from Jefferson. And Jefferson was talking about what they do for soil and what, you know. We've been doing it wrong for many years. Tilling the soil, we've been digging into the soil and and burying seeds in there. When this guy... Um, out, in, I think he's in Nebraska, is doing it just in the topsoil. So the water doesn't flood, you know, the seeds or whatnot. And it's an ingenious idea. So they think that a lot of the Dust Bowl and all that happened because of doing this, which is fascinating. So they're coming up with these new ideas on how we can be one with the soil again and it's kind of interesting because the Native Americans are saying that as well once we decide that we're going to heal the environment and heal ourselves and this is all going to culminate around the same time and what was it that um, that Rick Levine was saying in, in the uh, he was the guy with the with the, um, the with the crazy shirt on that you like the crazy sweater that you like oh with he looked the white like hair. a wizard the guy looked like a wizard Rick Levine is an astrologer, and Rick said that during this time right now, there's going to be these kind of, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, these kind of aha moments, like these, oh, wow, why didn't I think of that before kind of moments. And I think we're right in that bubble right now. Um, I think Tuesday, um, actually the day, the um, next Tuesday, I think it is, is the 22nd. Right, 11 2020 is when these this bubble starts and it goes to the end of the year. And we're looking at major, major transformation. I think you've got a lot of this stuff written down, right? Uh, yeah, um, you know, and just 
the, the end of an age, you know, the age that we're going into. And it's not right now is, you know, all about harmony, understanding, uh, sympathy, trust, which is, I think it's well needed right now. Um, so, uh, I don't know about all the transformations and things that are going to happen. There's a lot of theories and things going on uh, around, spinning around. I see people, you know, stocking up at the grocery stores. There looks like there's a little bit of a, a little bit of panic going on. It, it could have a lot to do with, um, you know, new restrictions and lockdowns. It could have to do with, um, you know, some people are saying we're going to have some some blackout time here without internet, without wireless um you know there's there's just stuff floating around all over and who knows what it is but um but after all that we've already been through this year we all can take it without panicking we can all ride the storm out Mm -hmm. there there are different uh different astrologers say different things like the guy in england you know he's he's saying you know and he's like this is you know, the, the virus is real. It has killed this amount of people. Other astrologers are saying, you know, that um, it's definitely been blown out of proportion as far as what we think of it. But one thing was really interesting that you said yesterday, which I was really cool. I thought it was really cool. Well, you said you said that um, people are not believing in it anymore. So. If thoughts are things, is it possible that the dissipation of this virus is all because we said we don't want it to be anymore? There has to be a correlation. We know uh, we know that our thoughts actually create our reality. And are we creating a reality where this virus goes away just by all of us? Um, it could be, you know, consciously mm-hmm. um, not believing it in anymore, seeing things that don't make sense, or it could be just I would like this to go away. Mm-hmm. In intention, could we be making this virus go away at this point well, as a group, as a as a all of our thoughts together? Yeah, and it doesn't take everybody. I mean, the 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 theory of the twelfth monkey. It only took um, the twelfth monkey to change the whole paradigm of a way of thought for hundreds of monkeys and they they found that that you know that um these monkeys i i and again i i don't have the stats or anything like that but as soon as these monkeys started doing something they started doing it collectively and we're talking around the world not just so you know there was another I don't want to go too off topic, but there was something crazy that I heard. <clears throat> I, I heard it on the Joe Rogan show where one of his guests said, what if, no, I, I think Joe said it. What if thoughts are actually the real thing and we're just vessels of those thoughts, you know, instead of the other way around we're you know, thoughts come into us. What if thoughts are the actual beings or, or whatever you call it? And we're just, we're like a parasite. We're like a vessel for that thought to come through and 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 act it out. Why is it that, why is it that, um, I, I know this in songwriting, 
I've I've got a thought about a song and I don't write it down or anything like that. I go, eh, maybe. And then I'll hear it in another song and go, where did they get that? I think that there is a collective energy that we all pick up from and that when we get to this 12th monkey stage of uh, of thought then collectively we all start forming that kind of thought basically what I'm trying to say is it doesn't take 51% of the population to make a change it just takes that initial thought to actually push people to the other paradigm and I think that that's where we're at right now um, I think it's, it's no no doubt that right now movies like um, you know Tristan Harris talking about about social media and stuff like that are coming out now because people they're done with this And what I mean, they're done with this. I'm not going to just say the virus. They're done with the way we've been acting. Because I I believe that all humans are inherently good. Okay? It's just we get, we go astray at times. And I think collectively we've all decided, yeah, this isn't working for us anymore. Not that the internet is bad or social media is bad it's just we let it get out of control with ourselves. And therefore, that's where we have these mass panics. You notice how when things uh, start going awry, it, it happens really quickly now. It's not like it, you know, these things kind of things happen overnight. It's like people go, ah, freak out and, and then boom, you know, the media picks it up and runs with it. I think we're starting to realize that, um, you know, like like we're, what we were reading last night. I'm, again, I'm going all over the place, but we were so inundated with information last yesterday that I was like, where do I start? You know, we, when we went to bed last night, we started reading Conversations with God, book one from Neil Donald Walsh. And God, he there's a, a short, short history of this book it came out in 1995 and and uh it was banned by the catholic church and banned by a bunch of christian organizations because this guy was having a conversation with god and and he says right in the beginning of the book he goes it doesn't matter if i'm having a conversation with god or not this is coming through me somehow some way if anything don't you think they're good ideas so when he when he's talking about this You know, God says there's only love and fear. Those are the basic two elements of anything. They're the polarities, but we have to have polarities in our world because this is what we are here for, right? The the thing that got me on that was that he said this isn't a school. I'm not sure if I agree with that, but, you know, I'll come back to that. Don't let me reel me reel me in. Reel <laughs> I'm me just in. letting him rip. No, no, reel, reel me in. I get uh, I, I get a little crazy here. I know. I you're you're right. Yeah, I think you're bringing up some good points. Um, and I and I really like your your point about you know what are we really are we we're, we're obviously we're not a body with thoughts. 
we are a consciousness with, that has thoughts that hmm. use this vehicle in order to act out and have experiences. And um, and we know this because we've, you know, you and I have dug into diseases and dis-ease. Yes. It all comes from the mind. It comes, it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't happen in your body first, and then it, and then you start thinking about it in your mind. Things mm-hmm. that happen in your mind and your feelings um, when they're out of when they're out of alignment with your truth. Mm-hmm. That's what creates situations inside your body, mixed with toxins or other elements, creates disease in the body. So we know for sure that that it's we're mind we're a mind we're a consciousness. And we just have this. We just have this body in this lifetime to work with to get through the experiences that we want to experience, and and like you were talking in the in the book, we we want to experience the the light and the dark, and we have to experience the dark in some things in order to recognize the light. That's deep. That is deep. You know what? Why don't we break for some music and let people really absorb that information? Because that's, I, I mean, I think i think last night we had to read it a few times. And, and yeah. Like, what? what? <laughs> we couldn't even get through the chapter. I'm like, stop, 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 stop. Yeah, we have to stop now. I because... need sleep and I can't, I, I can't, I, want, I don't want to miss anything and I want to think about each thing and I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> oh my God. This is Rock the Talk, a.k.a. Walk Your Talk with Kat and Dave. Out there on the airwaves, somewhere, coming to you. We will be back.
Now that is power. Oh, awesome, awesome music. <laughs> God. I always I keep saying this, but they were just here last year and I was just mesmerized. I was just like in heaven. Uh Seven Dust with the song Black. Before that, we heard Ghost with Sirius. And by the way, that song Sirius. I don't know how many millions and millions of plays it got, but a friend of mine that I was in a, at a design firm with, um, he was actually in that video. And he, I remember he came back to the shop and he's like, oh yeah, I just, I was an extra in a video for this band. And then boom, <laughs> took off. Ghost, was serious. And we started it off with the perfect song, I think, for this whole thing when you're talking about change. And that was the Deftones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so where do you go from here? Well, you know, yeah, endings. What other endings do we have? Well, the ending of the new year, uh, 2020. <coughs> I think the everybody of a season right now. We're moving out of fall and into winter. That's right. Here, it's... here at least. Yeah, here in Minnesota, it's a little gray out and it's cold. But you know what? I, after living in Las Vegas, this is a a nice change for me because I, you know, I grew up in New England, so this is very similar. You know, yeah, it gets gray and stuff in the winter, but if you're with somebody, you enjoy the company. You got plenty of stuff to do, like yesterday. We spent all day long watching these documentaries <laughs> and then watching astrologers getting lazy. ready. For, getting, we just had a lazy day. Yeah, just getting ready for the show. And, you know, and I, I think it's I think it's very important for everyone to have a voice. And this has given me and I want to thank all of you listening. This has given me a voice where I'm so used to being a voice on stage singing you know playing guitar or just fronting a band I'm used to being that voice and when that voice gets cut off it's 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 humbling because you're you know not like I was anybody but you're just a normal person again with a 9 to 5 job and no real extracurricular activities it seems and um, yeah, it's it's humbling because you're like, oh yeah, I'm I'm so used to saying to people, you know, oh yeah, yeah, we're playing here Friday night, or we're playing here Saturday night, or I'm going out on tour, or I'm used to getting emails saying, hey, when are you coming to town? Um, hey, when are you coming back to Germany? When are you coming back to France and whatever? I have to remind myself that nobody has that option right now. We're all stuck in the same boat, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what country you're in. And, uh, yeah, same boat. And it's funny because, you know, I was doing all the, I, I do crew, four cruises a year. And uh, all my friends on the boat, they're in the same boat. <laughs> they're not on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> they're out of the boat. They're out of the boat. What's that a boat? <laughs> But their ship will come in. Oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. I had to. So bad. The love boat. Oh yes. So we're 
We're enjoying the gray days of Minnesota and sipping tea, which is great. We are blessed. Um, yeah, we are. We got a dog, a cat, you know, your two kid. cats. <laughs> two cats. Your kids come by every once in a while. Yep. You know, so that's variety. It is variety. It's nice. <laughs> I'm getting used to mom. You know, yeah. it's a normal thing. I know that it, when I get a text or a phone call from your daughter, it's because your phone's not around. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because they want to talk to me. <laughs> oh, they they know how to track me down. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you guys, you never have your phones on you. Yeah, yeah. We're kind of we're you know. I don't think we feel the effects of social media as much as as other people do, because we're not necessarily you know so ingrained on it and live on it and need that dopamine rush of getting likes and you know honestly, anytime I post something, I I don't think I ever go back to that post. You don't even like posts that I post about you. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I, There's a few sitting out there. <laughs> isn't isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, God. Yeah, and you know what? I don't care. It's not really about. It's not about other people's approval. It's just about. Well, I'm glad you don't get mad. No. It's like, did you see? You know, I, I have a friend out there, and I won't name her. She's a really good friend, but she'll text me and say, "Hey, can you like my post?" And I, I, me being me. The stubborn Leo, Scorpio rising. I, I'm like, no, I'm not gonna, because I don't want to, because you asked me. I'll like it if I want to. So I, I'm, I'm not, you know. And for all my friends that are, that try to get me to like things, just know that about me. I just, I just don't. It's to me, it's just silly. I mean, so, so back in 2000. Five, six, something like that. When I was with Crispin Portobogoski, the ad agency, um, they got us onto Facebook. And the main reason they got us onto Facebook was so that we could, in marketing, we could go and, and like Burger King was one of our accounts. And so we could go and like all the Burger King um things to up the numbers or whatever so it was a it was a numbers game that we looked at it in in marketing and and graphic design we're just like oh okay i get i get this kind of silly though i never thought in my wildest dreams that it would you know get to the point like the social dilemma says where you know young girl i mean what was that one thing that we heard and i, I i'm probably repeating myself but if a young girl does a search for beauty products. Dieting and, tips. Dieting tips. Anorexia comes up. She gets to she gets to learn all about how to um, be bulimic and and how to how to uh, restrict food and and uh, do those things that are damaging. That would scare the hell out of me. Yeah. God. I mean, it was bad enough when we were kids or you just have the, you know, the kid around the corner saying, oh, yeah, you know, whatever they were going to say about you. And it would hurt your feelings and you'd go home and cry to your mom and your mom would say, it's, it's okay, it's okay. But imagine 
being bombarded by it all the time. Yeah, other people's opinions all the time. And I think we talked about it at one time where that the human psyche is not made up to, is not set up to process that many people's opinions. Um, we're really, we're really meant to really go within and care really about just our own opinion. Yeah. I mean, what would that look like? It's called self-esteem. Yeah. On the inside, from the inside, and only about the inside. You know, I, I, I'll i be the first one to tell you that I have self-esteem issues, for sure, you know. Um, not to that extent, but everybody likes to be told good things, you know. Um, I can't imagine what it would be like to have to have everything in your life validated though that'd be horrible imagine if you didn't have anybody in your life validating anything for you um people that are close to you that are trusted and could validate the things that are actually really um important about your person the things that are valuable on the inside um where else do you get a get validation only i guess you have to go you know throw your bikini on and get on instagram because Maybe you don't have any other way to get any validation in your life. I, I would probably get a lot of validation, negative validation, if I hopped on Instagram and put on a bikini. I think people would applaud you. They would be saying, way to go. Nice banana hammock, David. You know, I think they would go the whole, you know, like next time, can you do the Speedo? I think they would really... Approve. I, I don't think and so. And send you all kinds of positive messages. I don't think so. Love oh, is, yeah. Love is blind, ladies and gentlemen. Love <laughs> is blind. <laughs> Ooh, no way. So, uh, I want to get back to that, the movie, the documentary we walked, uh, watched about, you know, the, our, our sixth transition. And one thing they talked about was the sacred feminine. You know, we're, we're passing from the sacred masculine to the sacred feminine. And, and I think the reason we see a lot of these old white men in upheaval is because they're dying. Well, their way of thinking, which is all left brain, you know, it's right. analytical money. Um, it's, it's a whole mindset and it's not just exclusive to men. I mean, there's women can that can be dominant on in that life left brain too. But right. it's the right brain, the creative brain, uh, the brain um, that's about love and empathy and um, things that have been sorely out of balance for so long that are actually, that's what people are out in the streets fighting for. If you really break down riots, mm -hmm. what are they really wanting? Love. They want to be heard. They want yeah. love. They want fairness. They want um, they want people to look at them and treat them the way they would anybody else. And so they're looking for things that uh, the world has not provided in left brain thinking. Remember what the, uh, um, if you recall, that Native American woman, or, or ab, uh, was she Aboriginal? I'm not sure. Or she might have been uh, Native American from Canada, and she moved to England because she had found herself and found her, you know, her voice. She had made amends with the mistreatment of Native Americans oh, yeah. and done that healing herself. And so she went over to England 
um, to mentor people. And she said in one of the courses... Ancestral, yes. ancestral trauma, like trauma from previous life, you know, ancestors, down, you know, before you, right. grandparents, grandparents, grandparents that experienced atrocities, these things... They they actually follow you into your DNA and your and uh, you know what she expresses that she's you know she was angry she had rage and she just she couldn't I mean she, she couldn't actually assign the things that happened to her to the level of rage and and frustration she had and so she figured out that it was an ancestral um, trauma that has just followed her and healing that. Um, taught her how to help other people's heal from it too. The, and, and the other, there was another Native American woman who said that I, I, I don't know if it was through plant medicine or whatnot. It might have been. Um, I don't believe it was through ayahuasca. I, I think it was through peyote. Um, she got to see who she was and she got to get really angry about it all remember she's she's like and and in that deepest darkest anger a voice said to her you know remember are you ready to let go yet are you ready to let go yet and she said it took her what a couple years Mm -hmm. before she could say okay are you ready to to forgive are you ready to let go yeah because there's this old trauma and this isn't this is for all you white people out there. This isn't this isn't uh, an excuse, okay? Um, if anybody's read the Trail of Tears, I, or if they haven't, I, I I would definitely tell them to go and read it. Well, the atrocities that we have created throughout our history. Um, of suppression, of demoralization, of breaking down uh, society to make them feel like they're nothing. I mean, I I know that there are a lot of reservations here in the United States where these places are destitute. You know, everyone's an alcoholic or a drug addict, or they just don't feel like they're human anymore. They don't. They all of their their war dances have been taken away, their tribal kind of thing. And, and, and that's what you do to somebody when you want to wipe them out. Genocide. And I think that's the that's the left brain that's been in control um, on our planet for a long time. It's the stepping on other people to get ahead. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's happened to everyone in different ways at different levels. I don't want to compare... Uh, you can't. There's things you can't compare. But, no, you can't. But I'm compare. saying that you know the 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 perpetrator mm-hmm. eventually becomes the victim too because someone else is going to be there to step on them to get ahead. It's it's just mm-hmm. this. It's a mentality and it's a it's just a pervasive mindset that has um, been on our planet for a long time and. Hopefully, this is one of the good things that we hope is coming to an end here. Yeah, I, I think it, I think a lot of it is because we're going into the sacred feminine. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's a there's a prophecy in the Native Americans where they say, I, I, "It's I forget how many tribes." So please forgive me for all the native native folk out there. 
Um, I believe I believe they said tribe with nine grandmothers or eight grandmothers, or it might even be seven grandmothers, are, are in control, like they're the council. And I see that that's what we're going towards right now. Um, the feminine has always been compassionate. I mean, you're you're you bring life. Um, males, the you know the the other side of the fence are. You know, we don't share our feelings. We don't. It's not. It's not a man's way to do it. If 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 you do act that way, you're you're kind of feminine yourself. That's how they. That's you know. That's what they say to be a man. You know, to show your feelings is is not the way you do it. That's for the women. That's for the nurturers. So we've created this paradigm of of warmongers, of conquerors. To, you know, make ourselves feel good about ourselves. Well, it's more than that. I mean, we've created um, a whole, you know, generations of men that don't feel, that absolutely have feelings Mm -hmm. and no outlet to express them. And we wonder why we have, you know, mass shootings and things. We don't have Mm -hmm. outlets for these fellas. There's not as much freedom. There's, it's not acceptable enough um, right. to have mental illness and to, you know, have feelings and, you know, have an outlet mm-hmm. productive. So I think there's, you know, there's so many correlations. There's things, there's cause and effect. And there's also a balance, you know. I mean, the traits, the, you know, traits of that men have are they're absolutely needed it's not that we want to erase one or have one is better there's no better there's no better it's really about balancing Mm -hmm. i i notice this from military stuff like when i went to go to my va appointment the other day um the first thing that they say on the phone is are you depressed you know or do you have suicidal thoughts do you you know, are you drinking too much or stuff like that? And my maleness says, no, no, I'm fine. I'm cool. When the reality is, yeah, I have been feeling a bit depressed. I've been, you know, either stuck in the house or or working and, you know, not playing guitar and not singing. So, yeah, I'm depressed. But I, where was it in that masculine answer of mine is go nah nah I'm good you know I think there's too many or too much of that pride and worry about judgment yeah of course because what happens when they start judging you it's like oh this guy's got a problem mark that in the record book this guy suffers depression you know watch out for him keep him on the list you know but if a woman says yeah I feel depressed it's Automatically, society goes. What can we do? Are, are, are you know what can I, what can we do to help you? You know what's what's gotten you depressed? Something, and it's always something outside of. This is my my take on it. It seems like it's always society treats it like it's always something outside of the feminine that is causing them to be depressed. Where in the in the masculine, it's like. It's all internal. Like you've got a problem. You know? And in reality, for for women, it's it really comes back to that it's internal too. Of course, really, of because course. honestly, you know, you can say um, 
you know, I, I don't get enough help around the house or whatever else, but is it somebody, is it somebody else's job to help you around the house or is it your job to speak up for yourself and to put yourself in a situation where you are honored and you're have a cooperation? Right. It's, it's always, it's always our own damn fault. Yeah, you can always crazy? go back to it. So yeah, it, you know, I do. I, I hear you that they, you know, like women are like, well, you know, she doesn't make as much as a man, or you know, you could you could just have a million examples of where it could be outside. But if you take like a step back into mm-hmm. that narrative, and then another step back, you're like, no, this person is not. They're worried. They're they're depressed that people are not honoring them and helping them. Mm-hmm. Are they helping themselves? Are they honoring themselves, loving themselves? Probably not, because mm-hmm. that's where it all starts, and that's where it all goes back to. Sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, on that point of of your of self and its self ownership and its ownership of everything else that's going on around the world as well. Um, in the book that we're reading, Conversations with God, one of the parts in there, God says. Um, you know, what if you could step into a space that you are responsible for everything going on? Even though you know you're not responsible for it, what if you took on that role of this is my fault? What if you did that? You know, would you change a little bit? Like, it's it's kind of like we look at war, right? And a lot of people are rah, 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 let's go to war, blah, blah, blah. What if you were the one going to war and you're there and you're fighting? How would that narrative change? Why? You know, it's the finger pointing thing. It's like, I'm all for it as long as they do it. I don't want to do it, you know? And it, it goes the same with us. It's, you know, the buck stops here. I want to feel good. I need to look for ways to make myself feel good. It's not somebody else's responsibility. Um, and, you know, for little kids, before their, their cerebral cortex is developed, that's different. But you get to a certain age and it's like, where do I take on the responsibility myself? And I, I think we, we have a society right now of finger pointers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're, they're pointing in the wrong direction. Yep. That's, and that's something that's you teach. You teach kids. You teach them by example mm-hmm. and words. And um, and then, you know, first you, you show them, and then you help them, and mm-hmm. then you let them. And if they fall, you're there to support them. But, you, you know, the lesson in falling will help them find that lesson that they need to come back to. That was a great part in this book. I, I, and I can't say it enough. I've, I've owned this book five, six, seven, eight times. I always give it away. Uh, Conversations with God from Neil Donald Walsh. It's not a Christian book. It's, 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 it's nothing secular or dogma. It's, it's um, a guy's conversation with God or what he would perceive his conversation would be like with God. And comes up with some really cool stuff. And one thing I want to acknowledge Kat about because as I was reading it I was thinking of her with this because she's you know God says 
Well, this is his, again, Neil Donald Walsh's interpretation of God. And what he says is, you know, God is all knowing and all love, you know, but he has given us free will to do what we want and make our own choices, just like a parent would, like, you know, a cat's a parent. And I, I noticed this with her and her kids. She doesn't control them. Like if they're going to go outside and play in bare feet in the snow, she might say, you might want to put some shoes on. But if they decide to go out and do that and then they get a cold, Kat's not going to say, I told you not to go outside in the snow with your shoes on, your shoes off. You should have listened to me. What's the matter with you, you idiot? Kat would be like, here, let's get the hot water running in the tub and let's get you, you know lead by example in a, in a way I mean that's a horrible example I'm just looking at the snow outside <laughs> but you don't control what they're doing you just allow them to make their own mistakes to learn and you just be there as an example when they want you to intervene you know but the but the too many of us in this world, you know, and this is what another thing it says in the book. It says there's so much pain in this world because it comes down to parental um, raising. Too many of us in this world have been raised that love is conditional. So we don't know. A good majority of us don't know what unconditional love is. You know, it's out of our paradigm at the moment because we've always had a condition on love in relationships with parents, with animals. You know, if you're a good dog, I will give you a bone. You know, if you don't bark, I'll give you a treat. It's there's conditions. You know, and I think we're slowly changing our mindset to be unconditional. And I, it's more for the masculine because the feminine with their kids, for the most part, are unconditional. Um, again, a lot of us, we had conditions put on us and I'll, I'll be the first one to say it. Um, and it's messed up a lot of kids, not by fault of the parents, because they learned what they learned. Mm -hmm. from their parents and it goes back and back and back and back so where does it stop and where do we change that condition to you know to just and I know I I hear it right now I hear people saying it right now you know like oh then you're going to give the kids a, a trophy for being you know for just playing a sport no no we're not we're not talking about coddling no, it's totally different. Yeah. Totally. And I think we'll, we'll eventually get into that paradigm the more we start thinking about that. The more start thinking. It's like, okay, I allowance and just without condition at all. And, I, and that's one thing I love about you is you are, you, you don't have conditions. It's like, I see your kids and I see what they do. And they're all great, but I see when when they mess up or what what could be perceived as messing up, 
or repeating patterns, you don't throw it in their face. You're just like, I love you no matter what. And I'm here to help you no matter what. I'm here to hold you no matter what. Wow. I mean, that's so much out of my jurisdiction. (laughs) You know, it's so much out of my thought. I wouldn't say out of my thought pattern, but so much not part of my paradigm that I'm I've been spending years and years and years trying to transition towards. So you're one of a few examples of unconditional love that I can look at and go, oh, that's what it is. You know, I think we need more teachers that are that way, you know. And I think, you know, like the COVID is coming to an end Mm -hmm. and that is one of the blessings of COVID COVID is that I know even me and 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 I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination um, but everyone has had this opportunity to slow down and to look inside and if they didn't take this opportunity when things were slow um, things are going to go back to normal at some point and if you haven't spent some time inside your own heart and your own head and looked at how you are showing up in the world and showing up to people in your in your life you missed a golden opportunity you said from the heart i want to take a break right now and i want to play this song from the devin townsend project and it's called from the heart you're listening to us right here rock the talk aka walk your talk Cat and Dave out there in the ether somewhere. <laughs>
Nevermore with I Believe in Nothing. I was, uh, when I was out on tour with Iced Earth and Sanctuary with my band Kill Ritual, um, World Dane was supposed to be singing for Sanctuary. And right before we took up on tour, he unfortunately passed away when he was down in South America. Um, it was interesting because um, Lenny Rutledge from Sanctuary sent me all of their music. So I was going to be pulling double, double duty for the most part, singing all the Sanctuary stuff and singing all the Kill Ritual stuff, which I was glad to do. I, you know, some of it was way out of my range. Fortunately, they got Joseph Michael to come in and step in and take over, and we had a great tour. And um, definitely uh, check out some new Sanctuary stuff when you get a chance. It's pretty awesome. Before that, we heard uh, Trip Like I Do with uh, Crystal Method and Filter, which was Cat's Request. is a great freaking song. Great remix there. And then we started off with the Devin Townsend Project with the song called From the Heart. Now, the significance of that song, and I know it's very long, so thank you for listening to the whole thing. It comes from um, when Devin Townsend was doing yoga. He said it was the last song in the set when they were doing yoga. And he was like, what is that song? It's all stuck in my head. And it's Krishna Das with the... With um, the song called Baba Baba Hanuman, it's a it's a mantra, and he actually contacted them and said, you know, the Krishna Das Association, and said, "Hey, um, I'm in a heavy metal band, and I want to do a cover of this song. Is that okay?" And they were like, "Sure, do it." So you heard from the heart his variation, his interpretation of Baba Hanuman from Krishna Das. So we are back. Um, this is our last show on Firebrand Radio, and we'll we'll definitely let you know where we're going to be in the future. Um, yeah, yeah. Cat has something that she wants to read, which is yeah pretty freaking cool. Um, this is uh, by a writer, Kira Michael, and it's about the wisdom of endings. Since we are inundated right now with a lot of different endings, you know, we've got the end of a season, end of an age, end of a political cycle, end of a show here, <laughs> end of Corona, hopefully. Um, so here it goes. Uh, the wisdom is in meeting the moment, the ending where you where you are as you are. When things end we that we rather wished they didn't, depending on the situation, we want the ending to be something else. Our resistance to reality casts us into depression, despair, and pain. This is, nor- this is a normal response to painful change. The mini baptism in tears that grief brings is natural. What isn't normal is pretending you're okay when you're not and running from the wisdom of endings and what they can bring. Meeting the moment takes courage and compassion for yourself. It means sitting in the situation without judgment, among the messiness of your feelings, and just feeling the damn thing for as long as it takes. You can skip this, you you can try to skip this step, but you really can't. Unfortunately, as we all know from experience, there is no relationship, no person, TV show, drug, outfit, vacation, car that will change the pain of endings, including the ones we choose. Wisdom eventually comes with a strong, still voice that whispers the lesson, the next step, and the reassurance that we're going to be okay no matter what happens. 
This wisdom is intrinsic to you and it belongs to you because on the soul level, it is you. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very cool. You know, the, um, you have to go through the stages of grief and you're supposed to acknowledge all of those. Can't shortcut them. You can't. And get on the other side of it. You can swallow in it forever. I, I know people that literally right. never get over things because they never, they've skipped steps. Yeah. It's important. It's important. Um, sometimes it takes six months. Sometimes it takes four years. You know, it, it just depends on, on your process. And what you're doing in that process. Um, are you like downing pills or drinking the problems away? Prolonging the process. Prolonging the process. Um, I'm very fortunate in my situation because I've got this very empathic woman in the house. I mean, she meditates every day. I mean, there's, it's no joke. She'll go and shut the door in our Reiki room and, and sit there, lay there on the, on the table and go into a deep meditation. And she does this all the time. It's, it's quite an example. And I know that there are some of you out there, probably a lot of you out there that don't have this kind of unique situation where you don't have a partner you can bounce all this information off from. Um, you know, it's, it's really, it's, you know, what I'm all about is finding your tribe and getting together with those people and creating a safe spot, a safe place for you to be able to express your emotions, be able to express your, your deep, dark secrets and being held in that space of forgiving and allowing. Um, I think a lot of us don't have that. You know, I'm fortunate that I do have that. Um, you know, every relationship has, you know, uh, parts that they're going to rub each other wrong, but it's how do they come out of that? How do they, uh, Kat's been very good with me and, and allowing me to, you know, process things, um, which a lot of times I haven't had that kind of opportunity. My, my, my life has always been kind of run away, you know, and it's from the start, my, you know, I ran away from Granby, you know, I went in the Marines and. I, I ran away for a lot of years, a lot of years. So it's hard to find that safe space where the people won't let you run, where they're there to stop you and say, hey, 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 wait a minute. You know, and so if you if you need that kind of group, you know, uh, you know, reach out to us, talk to us. Just we know people that know people. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, really, we do. We do. We know. We do. We know. We know of some groups. Yeah. We know some great people that are really mm -hmm. uh, a great connection. If you need that, you know, we're go we're going through some major changes right now. Like we've been saying this whole show, 
2020 has been a shit show. Um, but at the same time, with every polarity, it's been a blessing. You know, it's been a blessing. If you've taken advantage of that blessing, if you've taken advantage of the time to change a lot of your ways, I think the biggest thing with COVID for me, um, and I'm speaking as is, as if it's in past tense, mainly because in my mind it is past tense. I refuse to, you know, buy into this is my day-to-day life and I'm looking at it as it's over. I've taken on that space within myself. I I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. I can't read your mind right now and finish it for you. I have oh, no idea. Man. It's okay. What it's taught me even during COVID is that I don't want it to go back the way it was I refuse to go backwards I am only going forward now I'm only stepping forward going backwards repeating patterns you know the old days were not the good old days they what you have ahead of you are the good days. If you, you know, yes, there are probably some fond memories in your life, but really when you look back, think of, can you remember your feelings during those times? Can you remember the loneliness you went through or or whatever it happened to be? You know, um, it's very, very easy for us to look in hindsight and go, wow, they were great. But you know what? I remember living in the 70s. And I remember thinking at that time that they were the most boring times on the planet. <laughs> you know? I didn't know you were going to say that. I love it. <laughs> that, you know, but we, we have a tendency to look back at it fondly now and to go, oh, the 70s, you know, we had great music. You know, we had some... We did have some great music. Yes. But we had some eh, music as well. True. I mean, look at Casey and the Sunshine Band. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, you Tony know. Orlando uh, and Tony Dawn. Orlando and Dawn and stuff like that. You know. the At the car wash. That, yeah. We had some weird, Bad. Bad movies, but and and the reason I I can say this right now is because you know a few weeks ago I, I go hey I said to Cat hey there's this movie from back then the early '80s that I love so much let's watch it it was Spaceballs <laughs> we we watched it and and she's just looking at me like I can't have that two hours back in my life <laughs> and I'm looking at her going yeah that wasn't that great was it ooh. <laughs> <laughs> So the good old days are not necessarily the good old, good old days. So just keep that in mind. You know, your best days are ahead of you. You know, and they um, are the whatever you do right now, the moment you make now, you can make it good. Yeah, yeah. Um, do us a favor. 
watch these documentaries. Um, definitely Time of the Sixth Son for sure. And the other one with Woody Har- Harrelson. Kiss uh, the Dirt. Kiss the Dirt. Definitely. You know, um, right now it's winter, so I wouldn't say, you know, go outside and kiss the dirt. But be mindful of what you have ahead of you. Like, I'm already thinking about spring. I'm already I thinking know. about planting Can't wait to stuff. plant. Veggies, bring them on. Yeah, because we had this grand experiment, for those of you that have never listened to us before or new to it, it was the first time I ever, and I grew up picking squash and stuff like that and and in our, you know, family farm and whatnot, but I was never the guy planting the seeds, you know? I just did the picking, and I remember how it sucked. But when you plant a seed and you watch that first sprout and you go whoa we got a sprout then you it's almost like a tropical forest by the time it's through where you're digging through the leaves to, to find the veggies right and then cooking with them and then cooking with them yeah it's this whole process because you're you're sitting down and you're actually consuming what you created and it's wow what a amazing feeling it is you know, now I know why my great grandfather was a botanist. You know, it's like it's, it's the the art and joy of creating, and and you know we don't we don't do that enough now. You know, we go to the supermarket, we buy our meat, we buy our veggies, we buy everything, and everything's so processed. Now. Cocoa puffs. Cocoa puffs, <laughs> exactly. The, we're all Cocoa Puffs. You've got these, this food that has no nutrition left in it. You know, and they've done a lot of research. In that, in that movie, Kiss the Dirt, definitely watch it because they go through it and they do the, the pH levels in the soil and, and, and then, then they do levels of, of canned goods. And you know what? Those nutrients are pretty much gone so you're just eating so, now I remember when I was over in England right um, I didn't eat that much food I, I ate very little food it was it was uh, because it was so nutritious and it was so fresh that I was full and I, I was I wasn't I wouldn't say full I would say I was satisfied mm-hmm. where I didn't need to eat anymore I didn't want to eat anymore I found since I'm back in the United States I gorge, and I think it's because of the nutritional value of the food just isn't up to par, and that's why we take a bunch of supplements to kind of counter that. I don't know. It's been a good show. Yes. Very nice. Yeah. I I appreciate um, you being on here with me. Oh, and thank you. I, I appreciate our whole day of doing nothing <laughs> and, um, you know, just learning. I mean, I love that you love to learn and I love that you love to chill. Yes. I, I love <laughs> that you love to exercise and, you know, it's, it's that balance. I found a good balance with you. 
you know, and it's I'm 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 here praising her everybody, but at the same time I'm saying to you, go out and find that balance. Go out and find out what balances you. Find that other human that balances you. Um find that job that balances you. You know, find those your tribe that balances you. Um I've noticed in my 57 years that when you're out of balance that's when consumerism comes in people impulse buy things when they're sad it's notorious i mean we've got black friday coming up what next week is that right or i don't know pretty, i don't pay any attention yeah, i don't I, shop it i don't yeah, i don't just, care when i went on it's amazon to get christmas <laughs> to get our our secret stuff that we're getting in the mail um which I'll elaborate on in another time. I noticed that the Black Friday stuff came up and that all these deals, 70% off on this and you know 40% off on this. And I know as an advertising person, because I was in advertising, I understand how advertising works. You get the board you get the lonely you get the depressed you get the people that feel like they need something like something outside of themselves is going to make them happy you know this new car is going to make them happy this box of cocoa puffs is going to make you happy <laughs> yeah it's all temporary happiness folks it's so go out there and find what as as my friend Pammy says to me, um, go out and find your happy. And it's true. Go out and find what makes you consistently happy. And here's a here's a um, little inside trick for you. A little information that I'm going to give you that isn't widely known. You ready? I'm ready. You're not going to find happiness out there. Deep. Deep. But true, true. Yeah. Nope, it's all inside. Right where right where you're responsible. <laughs> yeah. It's all housed in the same place. Cuz when you find it inside of yourself, you don't need to find it outside of yourself. Your happy is right here. Any anything that happens in the world cannot affect you. And it can be taken away. And then what? Right. Right. Victor Frankl, he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. And I have an old friend, his name's Dolphy. Dolphy's, I believe he's 99 now. He lives in Marina Del Rey. He was in Auschwitz with Viktor Frankl and Viktor Frankl shut out the world and found his own solace within himself so if a guy in Auschwitz who's being tortured can do it you can do it yes indeed so have a great week We will talk to you, I'm sure, 
within a week or two, whenever we solidify our plans and what radio station we're actually going to be yes. broadcasting on. But You will be the first to know. Yes, you will. So go ahead and follow us on Facebook. Friend me, follow me, whatever. I will make sure that we get it, the word out there where we where we land. Yep. You can find us on Rock the Talk Radio on Facebook. And uh, we've got a, um, you know, you can, you can leave us messages right there and we'll get back to you. Uh, if you're a band out there and you're in the Minnesota area and you want to come play in our studio, we've already tested the waters. With Stormbreaker. Yes. Great bunch of kids. Yes. Gentlemen. I'll call them gentlemen. Gentlemen. Whatever. Yes. They're they came, awesome. They, they came rock. in here and, and <laughs> played for us. Um, if you're not in this area, feel free to contact us anyways. We can set up an interview. Um, we can play some of your music for you. And um, on a very last note before we get out of here, I want to say I've been receiving mixes for the last week from Ulrich Wilde. Now, Ulrich Wilde, if you're not familiar with him, he uh, he produced, he's a producer, mixer um, for uh, different labels and whatnot. And he's, he's worked with Fishbone. He worked on the album um, Give a Monkey Brain. Uh, Pantera is the great Southern trend kill. Deftones Around the Fur, Static X, Wisconsin Death Trip, and my drummer's band, Soil. We've got a band out there called Alchemy Fire, and um, this is going to knock your socks off. So until further ado, see ya.